the multicultural family, they were little girls in white dresses and they could just recite whatever you wanted in French in any given moment. They were very polite and sweet and they sat without wiggling. My children ran to the food the second they go in the room. Nathan starts picking strawberries out of the fruit bowl with his hand. Emily farts and then laughs about it. And I'm like, welcome to the cup for men's. <laughs> Well, good morning, Jessica. How, how are you? Good, Melissa. How are you? I'm super. Starting out another week of same shit, different week. Yeah, same shit, different week. Yeah, that I mean, sounds like a that sounds not, like fodder for a really interesting podcast. I mean, not really, because this week is going to be a tough one for me as my son leaves for Japan for two weeks with my in laws. And he, Are you nervous? I'm, I'm, hello. I'm incredibly nervous and I am more than nervous. I'm scared. Like, I'm scared that he's going to be in another country. And I, I don't, I don't, I think what they're doing for him is amazing, right? I think that taking him anywhere is amazing. Nonetheless, nobody speaks the language over there and they are almost, they're closing in on the 80 mark. You know, they're in their upper 70s. And I, I don't know. He's, you know, as book smart as your kids can be, the second, like, life things happen to them, I think they retard. And there is a serious issue with, I don't know, life skills. We'll, we'll see. I can't. We got to get him packed before then. He has to take five finals before he leaves early, a week early from school. It's very challenging. So that's what I'm in the middle of now. Mm. And we are not packed and we are not done with finals. So... Needy. I mean, he's We're a needy. boy. How hard can packing be? It's like eight shorts, eight shirts, you're done. That's the hope. Yeah. But there's also on the sh- – because he's doing it as partially as – Oh, work. that's right. A cruise. So there's – a bathing suit. I didn't even think of that. Thank you very much. Thanks for playing. Let me write that down. John, if you hear my pen scribble, I apologize. He needs a bathing suit. Bathing suit, flip-flops for the deck. But you know there are nights where you have to wear khakis. The weather there is cooler than it is here. Oh, is it? Yeah. So – Light sweater. Well, according to a 15-year-old, that's called a hoodie. So he will bring a hoodie with him. A hoodie, yes. Or two. But they do have laundry every day if they want it on the cruise. So that spoiled little shit is... Condoms, yes. Okay, so... You could just say that, John. No, I made a list for him. Did I tell you this last week? I made a list for him to start packing, right? So I made a list of his toiletries. I said, deodorant, he sometimes wears hair gel and he needs a haircut right now, but he's not getting it before his trip. He's getting it before camp. So I wrote hair gel, I listed things and I put condoms on that list and I just kept listing. And I said, did you read my list? Did you pack? He says, mom, I have everything done. I said, Ethan, did you read my list? He goes, I did, I swear. I said, the toiletries too? I read it, mom. And I said, you're a liar. You're lying straight to my face right now because I know that if you read my list, you'd freak out (laughs) that I put put condoms on your list. You're a genius. A genius, I tell you. So he said, do I need to go into daddy's drawer and get condoms? (gasps) No, you putz. So first of all, what were you doing in daddy's drawer? Number one. And number two. Why does he know daddy uses those? That's not appropriate. Well, he doesn't really. There was a... There was a time where Stuart got a needle stick. Oh, I remember. 
HIV positive, hep, hep C positive. Like it was a nightmare. So, so I'm like, yes, go into daddy's drawer and be sure to share bed with grandma <laughs> for two weeks. Like, what are you talking about? You can't get rid of her. I don't even know if they're going to be teenagers on this trip. So I don't. Uh, I don't how, how do you figure? There's teenagers on every boat. But it's a Japanese-based ship. So the people who take this trip are mostly mostly Japanese. You know, when we take a trip to Europe, we hear everything in English and then Spanish and then French. Everything's going to be in Japanese. And you have to wait to the very end and hear a little tiny voice talk to you in English. Or it's not going to be mostly an English-speaking cruise. You know, you could the only Japanese word I know uh I had a Japanese exchange student live at my house when I was a teenager, but Did you we, really? Yeah, but she mostly spoke English. She only taught me one word and it was Macadonalito. Care to guess what that means? Well, I'm approaching it as if it were Spanish and ending in ito, it means a small something. So I don't know. Macadonalito what is. is McDonald's. And if you just teach him that, he'll eat. He doesn't eat McDonald's. He's I like, know. I'm kidding. There's Come no on. way. There's no way. Um, but no, I'm saying knows. that's the only word I know. Not true. Arigato. Domo uh, arigato. Domo domo. Konnichiwa means hi, I think, right? Yes, it does. Hello. Yeah. Domo domo. Um, yeah. So that's that's my greatest. I mean, that's taking up all of my time right now, making sure he's packed, or which he's not. Make. I bought him a suitcase at Bed Bath & Your Mom. I got my 20% off coupon out from the back of the seat in my car that's been sitting there for five years and car to car it's transferred. I pulled it out and I bought a super nice rotates 360 degrees on its wheels. He's going to have nicer. I don't want him counting on my late seventies in-laws to carry anything. I want him to carry their things. I want, I want him to to be chivalrous and a man on this trip and not like we leave a restaurant, he pushes the door open, walks out and it smacks me in the face. Like I need you to man the fuck up is what I need. And that's what I need from you on this trip. And and for two weeks, I'm going to be in bowel distress because I, but I got him, I got it. Work though to do that, isn't it? I got him a phone plan where he can text and call on the plan for another hundred bucks on his, just his phone. Anytime he wants, he gets unlimited everything. So I will just sit and wait to hear from him. Hope worry all the whole time is a lot of stress. I mean, just assume if something bad happens, you'll be the first to know. Oh my God. I'll be the last to know. My in-laws would never want to tell me my, they'd never want to tell me something bad happened. They'd hide it till we got home. And then they would say, Oh, by the way, well then you'll just have to deal with it then. Right. You have no choice. That is how I will have. Yes, you're absolutely right. One text here or there telling me everything's great. Sending a couple of pictures is really all I think I'll need. That's all you need. That's all I'll need. That's right. Fingers crossed. Fingers that crossed. Is all you'll need. All I need. You know, I was just looking at our show notes from last week and I realized I have secret New York confession. I just heard I just heard John's voice going, you really want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, use good judgment, friends. Use good judgment, friends. Really want to do this now. Can I ask you? Great for me. Yes. I do have a question for both of you. And usually I do these later in the show, but because I'm talking about wanting my kid to be chivalrous and make good choices and just man up, um, I want to know, I guess from both of you, when was the last time you had a really good parenting moment? <laughs> 
Oh, Christ. And I'll tell you, I thought of this when I was just outside with my canines, getting them to pee before coming to record. And we've had rain for days, and it's muddy back there, and I just had three dogs groomed, and one of them walks to the back of the backyard, middle of the yard, drops to the ground, rolls over, and rubs in something gross, like mud and filth. And I yell, you're an asshole. I'm yelling at my dog in the, in, in acres of land. Neighbors in a weird sound vortex can totally hear me. And I'm, and I'm screaming at this 40 pound idiot in the backyard. And I thought, I'm a terrible canine owner. And then I thought, am I much better as a parent? I, when's the last time you had a really good parenting moment? I have a lot with my Are you son. you saying good as in bad or good as in good? Good as in, wow, I did something right with this kid. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's hard. Go ahead, John. You first. Well, I have a lot with my son. My son's autistic. So, you know, he's, and I I sat him down one time because he was getting upset over everything. And I said, John, you need to be able to let things go. You need not to be, just because everybody you see in this world is, you know, throwing a fit about everything. I said, they do that for attention. And it's not real life. So instead of just like being, you know, outraged and offended for just to be outraged and offended, I said, you should just listen. I said, the biggest thing to do is just to start to listen. So there was an issue in school and there was some kind of fight or something going on. And John stood up and said, hey, you all just need to listen. There's no sense to be offended about everything. So the teacher had told Mm -hmm. that. So there you go. So, Aww, you know, it's one of those great. things where I said, wow, usually I'm screaming to him, you know, you're not paying attention. You're not listening. Right. But something sank in. He got it. He used it. And he, wow. Mm-hmm. So Yay. that was it. But yeah, wow, I, really I, nice. I do a lot with my my daughters. They don't want to hear from their father. They don't really want to, unless their car's breaking or they need money. They don't want to hear from me. Or they're pissed me. at their mother. Mm, that's never, that doesn't happen. She's a saint to them. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to add that, John? Um, to them lately isaac has been giving my husband like a really long time a hard time he just will like if he's crying or upset and scott like even looks at him he'll go not you i want mommy oh my god let me just tell you dear listener that i went out to dinner on friday night with jessica scott and isaac we all met out at P.F. Chang's again. It seems to be our in between us, and um, he was the king of the castle. This is what we're doing. We're playing drums now. Like he just he he runs that house. It's pretty great. It's pretty great to watch. I mean, you're making it sound like we indulge him, which I don't know if that's true or not. But what do you mean? Don't nod your head. Do I indulge him? You think, Melissa? No, I overly think- so. I definitely think it was a uh, well. The instances I saw, we stopped for ice cream afterwards because my favorite ice cream place no longer carries my ice cream. It my will dog. probably just changes it all the time. Well, now I'll call before going down there. But you know, he wanted to hold and eat this big bowl of ice cream, and you know that's an accident waiting to happen. And Scott was smart enough to say, "No, I'm I'm going to feed you because I know where this is going." And when there's much less in the bowl, you can have it. But for right now, when their single scoop is as big as your head, uh, that's not what's going to happen. So, no, they didn't just let him run around like a complete maniac. No, we don't overindulge him. But um, he's very bossy. And we and we 
uh, don't correct him every time because we would never stop correcting him. So, um, yeah. So anyway, so he he does like a not you or I only want mommy. I don't want daddy or I don't like you. His latest thing is I don't like you. So last night I ran out to get pick up dinner with Nathan and he threw holy hell of a fit and said, I don't like you. I don't want you cried and screamed in his face until I came back. When I came back, it was fine. But I mean, it took like five, ten minutes for him to stop yelling at his father. So I came back and like. Um, we ate and then we got ready for bed. And as we're getting ready for bed, Scott was like, he was pretty mean to me earlier. And I was like, what? Isaac, were you mean to your dad? And he was like, yeah, but I want to watch cartoons. And I was like, yeah, but I'm not going to let you do that until we talk about this. We need to talk about you being mean to daddy. I said, do you hate your daddy? No, I love him. I said, is he your friend? Yes. I said, are you afraid of him? He said, no. I said, then you can stop acting like that. I said, he is my best friend. You don't talk to my best friend that way. I said, when you talk to him that way, it hurts him and it hurts me. And I don't, wouldn't want him to talk to you that way. So I don't want you to talk to him that way. And he was just like, I'm sorry. And you could tell it was just so he could stop having the conversation. And I was like, I know you want to say sorry, but I need you to understand. I don't like it. It makes me very sad and it makes him sad. I don't want you to do it. Okay, and then I gave him what he wanted, which was his little cell phone, and he started playing with it. And then he kind of like I saw him like sidle up to his father, Aww. and then he asked Daddy to go hiding. And they and they used to do this when they were younger, like hide under the blankets and have like their own little fort. And then um and then he sat in Scott's arm and watched his little movie until um it was bedtime but then and then he went to bed fine i'm the one that put him to bed then when he came in the room at 2 a.m which Ugh. was fun demanded water and that i go get him ice water at 2 a.m um so your kid I, I did indulge that but only because i was stupid enough not to bring it up i should have just brought it up and kept it in the fridge up here so i did go get him water which he had one sip of and went thanks and then right back to sleep and then he was like i love you and daddy so I was like, okay. All right, so he got it. He got it. All right, that's sunk in. It took me a week. I mean, like, it's been since I got back from New York, like, that he's been acting like a dick to him, which I don't, I really don't like it because of all the people on the planet, this poor man is the one man that just wants to love this kid. He's the only person that's going to, like, be overjoyed to love him. And Always. what does Isaac do? It's ridiculous. By the way, it's totally age appropriate. I mean, it's totally normal and age appropriate what he's doing. It's not kind in any way, but it's totally age appropriate to pick a parent and to villainize. And I mean, all of that stuff is very common, but I like how you handled it. So that was a good parenting moment. That was a good parenting moment. Now, if you're talking about the other kind of parenting moment, that would be this morning when I was getting him in the car and... I, I, you know, I have to, I have a big Ford Explorer, so I have to kind of like swing him up and around. So his butt goes in the seat. Well, sometimes he'll grab the handle and, and then I'm like yanking him Ugh, into right. the, I'm like, what the hell? And then I'm like, let go. And he shoves <laughs> him in the seat. And then I've got my keys in my mouth so I can buckle him. What does he do? Take the keys and pull my teeth. So oh, I went, I said, God damn it. And I threw, put the keys and I threw them on this. And I'm like, just hold still for a minute. I'm trying to like put him in. But sometimes he fights me and finds it hilarious. That's the thing with this kid. He always thinks it's so funny to piss me off. I don't, I do not enjoy a child like that. But what can you do? He's amusing himself. Well, he's, well, I think he feels like he's amusing you also. He and does not. 
Because I say I'm not having fun. And he says, I'm having fun. I think if I was raised in this day and age, I would be a serial killer. Because the torturing (laughs) that I did to my mother, I mean, she put a stop to it. Like, she had a thing where she used her nails in the back of the fatty part of my upper arm that she would latch on to. Oh, that shit hurts so bad. And and that was like an immediate, that was like a Vulcan death grip. Like, that's a mommy death grip. She would latch into me, and the more Mm -hmm. that I would try to pull away, the more she would stick her fingers in there. I mean, to the point where she would draw blood. And you know, I try not to grab people there because when I am grabbed there, it makes me see red and want to punch everything in sight. So like, but I do, I do the wrist grab so that they can't slip out of my, with like this, I do like a forearm grab and then I've got them. Go ahead. Right. I'm sorry. So I'm just saying, it's just that <laughs> if I was allowed to be the person, like I needed, I needed parenting. I needed discipline. I needed all that. I so don't I know how. Yeah, I don't know how I would do if, you know, I was I had parents that didn't, you know, parent me like my parents did. I don't know. Who knows? I think when we I grew up, I can't believe he had a leash. I think when we grew up, children were meant were meant. No, he wasn't a backpack that had a leash on it. They put him on no. a dog leash. Actual was he a runner? Leash. Yeah. No, he was not just a runner. He was also a hider. Oh. Meryl spent two hours looking for him in a department store one time because he was playing hide and seek, but didn't bother to tell anyone. Mallory used to hide in the middle of those racks. And I was like, yo, I'm leaving. And then here, wait, mommy, wait. <laughs> but I've, I've definitely panicked at times. But I think when we grew up, it was children were meant to be seen and not heard. And now children run families. They're only heard and sometimes not even seen because they're in another room playing a video game saying, get me this or I want that. Um, So we would, my parents would have a a group come over the house. My brothers and I were meant to disappear upstairs. I don't care what you're doing, but you're not doing it near, near our friends and we're having a thing here. But don't get me wrong when they would go from, cocktails in the living room to going to the dining room to eat more serious food we would climb over the railing find the drinks that were left behind (laughs) oh dear we would find all the cocktails that were made and left behind and we would take back all of we would mm -hmm, all of the stuff that was there be like what does this taste like what does this taste like yeah so when have when are the moments you've known that your parenting has not quite gone the way you hoped for example uh, this is very minor, but I taught him trick or treat, smell my feet, giving something good to eat. If you don't, I don't care. I'll pull down your underwear. And he sings it nonstop. You're classy. And I wish I hadn't there. done that. I wish I hadn't done that. I didn't know the last verse of that. How about that? That's the oh, first time I've ever heard I made that. It. I don't know. I don't think I made it up, but yeah, that's the verse I taught him. And he finds it hilarious. Um, he also, oh, also this, he did all on his own. I bought him a bike helmet and he was like, that's my helmet, right? And I'm like, yeah, it's your helmet. He goes, my helmet. Did I say a bad word? <laughs> and I said, no. I love you him. said, you said helmet. He goes, helmet. Am I allowed to say that? I said, helmet. <laughs> Am I allowed to say? That? I'm like, helmet, helmet. He goes, yeah, helmet. Am I being bad? I'm like, no, it's helmet. Stop it. <laughs> Am I in trouble? Wait till he tries. That's that's legitimately what he wanted to know. He's so funny. Wait till he tries. Country. Yeah, he doesn't know the that one yet. Horrible. Horrible. Yeah. Right. Uh, What about you guys? I mean, that's just a minor example. 
Look, I've had really, I've had bad moments. Like I told you before, I, all these friends have kids in high school who are getting them into colleges and they all have all of these activities they're involved in and they've been involved in for years. And I think my kids, well, by grades, my kids are smart kids. I think they are sensitive. I think they are, if you talk to them, they're exceptional. Every mother thinks that about their kid. But on paper, I freaked out. I looked at my kids. I'm like, you are zeros on paper. I lost my mind. I told Why? them that no college wants you. You better get an interview or nobody's going to accept you. You don't have any any extracurriculars, which isn't completely true, but it's it's true enough as far as colleges are looking and that's what they see. So I told so you that before. been one of those children, I can tell you that as a parent of older teenagers, your best goal for them will be to figure out the thing they love to do and to do that regardless of how they get there, whether it's college, because you don't necessarily need that for your education to be successful in today's world. You only need that to get a job, which they may become entrepreneurs. They may become, I mean, yeah, if they want to be a doctor like daddy, that's I'll one tell thing, you. Yeah. The entrepreneurial blood does not race through my children's veins the way it does through my husband's veins because Ethan and I talked about a podcast that he's followed up on 0.0 times. um, And I've followed up with him about a thousand and seven times. But I do have to say, like John said, you know, I told him something and it came back to me and and you say and you see him, you see Isaac sidle up next to Scott. I hear from other parents when I release my kids into the world. Yes. I hear from other parents wonderful things about my kids. I yes. mean, clearing that always cable makes me feel better. that they would never do without being told in my house, picking things up, cleaning, being respectful, having eye-to-eye conversations with adults. Infuriating if you think about it. That they don't do it for me, but they do it Just outside. that they're such shitheads to you, but everyone else. Like, I got a message literally yesterday from someone that was in rehab with Emily the first time around when she was just there for being an alcoholic. And she was like, I'm so, I was just wondering what she was up to and I didn't know. And I'm so sorry. And I can't believe it. She was so sweet and smart and generous. And I was like, that's nice that you knew that Emily. Good for you. <laughs> I'm so I knew glad. her briefly too. <laughs> it does make me feel like I was, you know, it, those are the types of things where it's like, okay, so I wasn't the worst parent that I thought I was because the, I mean, obviously, if people didn't like her, they're not going to write me. But I mean, at right. least I hear some people say, like, she was so, like, she took time to make me feel better. And she did this, you know, which is something that was purely Emily. And I did not parent her to do. Well, maybe. I don't know. But I like, I disagree. I think those are yeah, the maybe signs I did. of a I good parenting. I teach her to be very empathetic, very empathetic I think um, the- to a fault. But I think the other parts that you're saying that you saw, I think that's that's all part of of mental illness. I think that's all part of something else that took over. So that that letter that you got yesterday is your doing. That's the part that you instilled. The part that took a dog leg is really the part that she didn't have control over and you didn't have control over. And feel that way. I'll just give you one more story. And I think I've told one of you this before, but I don't remember. The first time we joined a synagogue, Emily and Nate were like five and six. And we joined up here, you know, because they were going to go to Hebrew school and bar mitzvah. And they had like a, uh, did I tell you this story before? Keep talking. I did? Yeah, keep talking. So, um, John, you will love this. So, um, I... I'm invited to the house of the woman who runs the Hebrew school and there's three other families. One family, their kid for some reason was being babysat. So they weren't there. One family 
was an Israeli mom and a Goyesha dad and they who was a French teacher. So the kids spoke English, French and Hebrew. And then you have my children. And so the French people or the whatever, you know, the multicultural family, they were little girls in white dresses and they could just recite whatever you wanted in French. And any given moment, they were very polite and sweet and they sat without wiggling. My children ran to the food the second they go in the room. Nathan starts picking strawberries out of the fruit bowl with his hand. Emily farts and then laughs about it. And I'm like, welcome to the Cupfermans. <laughs> Here we go. I just yes. was so I was so like, oh my god! You have the and I mean, and compared to normal kids, they look normal. But compared to these two from The yeah. Shining, yeah, that's not a like, good gauge. That's not a oh good my gauge. God, I was so embarrassed. What yeah, time, and I was also embarrassed one time. Like this was first grade. Like they were driving through the city of Wilmington, and I got a call from the teacher that Emily was counting the brown people. Who raised you? A pack of wolves? I was like. <laughs> Well, did she say anything bad? And she was like, no, she was just counting them. And I was like, well, so what? There's brown people in her school. She's just counting. She was like, I just don't think it's appropriate. I'm like, well, would you prefer she count the white people? Like, I don't understand. She wasn't being racist. You can't count. I mean, I understand she was singling them out. But, like, there's not much I can do about that. We did live in a very multicultural apartment complex at the time. So it wasn't as if she'd never seen them before. I don't understand what the big deal was. So as a teacher, as a teacher, I would not have made that phone call. I would not have called you to say your daughter is doing this. As a teacher, I would have been like, interesting. Let's see what she counts on this page of this book. Like I just would have, I think I would have fleshed it out further. You on the bus, but yeah. My pun. Yeah, but I would have, I would have gone back to the classroom or been to the museum or wherever we were and said, okay, how about you count the rectangles in this room of totally framed art like find all of the rectangles. i would definitely have played with it a little i don't think i would have made a phone call to a parent for that they gave me some of the most embarrassing moments of my life and not on purpose that was one of them and then there was a time at the chinese restaurant where emily's like he came to take our order and emily goes he is not from delaware and then nathan pulls his eyes back to his ears and goes how do they see and i was like stop it children Oh, children. Has ever done. He did it one time. I was at the Amish market where they have all kinds of colorful people. Um, and a guy walked by with like a, you know, obviously a biker guy, beard down to his stomach, you know, hair, hair in a baseball hat. And he and he's in a little cart and we roll by this guy and he goes to the guy. Your beard is terrible. <gasps> oh, nugget. Oh, nugget. He I, means delightful. He meant awesome. He meant how long did it take you to grow that? Oh, my God. I was so embarrassed. So I have a, I have a story. So I go to the grocery store, and um, you know, I pick up a couple things, and I'm sitting there, and I pull up. I'm getting ready to check out, and the lady's in front of me, and she has maybe a three- or four-year-old, somewhere in that age, and he's staring at me, and he's, like, just staring at me, looking me up and down. I'm like, I can't wait because I know something's coming. <laughs> so he looks at his mother. He points right at me. He goes, he's the fattest guy I've ever seen. Nice. <gasps> Holy nice. So the mother is like, like, she don't know what to do. She turns to me. And she, I said, listen, it's no problem. I probably am the fattest guy he's ever seen. No problem. I said, don't worry about it. I'm not upset. Wow, that's really not, big of you. I said, I'm not hurt. I'm not upset. I said, 
when I said I will tell this story for the rest of my life. Not that you're the fattest person he's ever seen, but also you're just so commanding in a room. You're not just fat, though. You are a big ass dude. Like Jonathan Oaks. Have you ever met Jonathan Oaks? Yes. Yeah. Well, I haven't met he's him, but I know him. Like yeah. pounds, but still when I see pictures of him, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, he's, he's like a tree. You're kind of like that too. Well, it was funny because I, I knew something was coming because he kept looking at me. He's looking at me, looking at me, and he's studying. And, he's, and he looked at his mom and he pointed. He's like, that's the fattest guy I've ever seen. <laughs> and I just thought that was hysterical. So. Uh, that's terrible. He's got a great sense of humor. All the time before he got gastric bypass and he hated it. Hated going to the grocery store for this exact reason. There's always some kid going, oh my God, he's so fat. <laughs> yeah. Isaac has asked us both if there's a baby in our belly. Oh. That's okay. <sighs> got scared, well, take I, was just like, no. I said, this is leftover from growing you. You know what I would what say? What about daddy? I'm like, no, that's mostly pizza. I would say yes. I had one this morning. Mmm, they were tasty. Delicious. Gross. Delicious. It takes a long time before kids become sensitive to the fact that people are different and it is not okay to verbalize in public those differences on on the regular. That's not that's not okay. My son doesn't get along with a little girl in his class who's Asian. And it makes me very nervous that he's going to somehow come out with so far. It's just been she's mean to me and they don't get along. And the teacher says it's because they sleep right next to each other. And Isaac doesn't sleep. So he's wiggling the whole time, which means Elaine is wiggling the whole time. And they're like probably like brother and sister, but they really don't like each other. And it's probably because they're the same kid. Like she's also very bossy and willful. And um, I'm deathly afraid that one of these times he's going to come out with something mean to say about how she looks because she looks I mean, there are other, you know, there's a couple black kids in his class. She's the only, you know, but he, you know, but still we have Asian neighbors. So it's not like he would purposefully be like Asian kid, Asian kid. But he will. I'm afraid he'll be insulting to that degree. And oh, God, I'm so nervous about her. But that's that's a lesson world. Do you know what I mean? And I don't want him to come out with. That's just a lesson he has to learn by doing the wrong thing. I mean, he, I mean, if that's the person who's pissed him off, it's a lesson he's going to have to learn. And if he learns it by being inappropriate, I mean, I would love to say my kids learned all of their lessons because they were appropriate and they just happened to other people. And it just happened. But that's not how it works. Like the best or most powerful lessons are learned because you're an idiot and you learned it by doing dumb shit. Like you, you are in trouble. Ah, uh, you got me. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so um, speaking of moms and parenting, um, I found a quiz that I wanted to ask you about specifically, Melissa, I'll, because I think I know the answers for John, but feel free to um, say yes or no, John. So this is how much of a mom friend are you? And I know you have the ADHD, but I also read some of these and I was like, wait, this kind of is Melissa, but it's oh. definitely not me. All right, let's hear it. I will I will we'll go through the questions and then I'll tell you which ones are me. You'll know though. Okay, ready, John? Okay, great. Um <laughs> is he there? Did he leave? Yes. No, he's here. He turned I, his I mic off. I turned my mic off when I'm not talking. Oh, okay. So. okay. All right, all right. How much of a mom friend are you? Check all that apply. You come prepared to any event with snacks and water. I do. You have a mini first aid kit in your bag. 
does Neosporin count? I don't go anywhere with that Neosporin. <laughs> I don't have Neosporin. Yes, oh, I do. I do. You live to text the group chat. Life updates, please. Yes, hate, you are that. Hate person. it. No way. Hate it. So, not only do I hate it, I remove my name from group chats. I remove you myself. The group Marco Polo, Melissa. That's different. Those aren't my mom friends. Those are my bitches. Doesn't that's different. matter. No, those are my girls. Those are that's different. When there's group chat drama, you text each friend separately to minimize damage. Yes, you do do that. You are that person. I think. Do Maybe. not. Maybe. You consider yourself the group voice of reason. Absolutely not. I am batshit crazy. Who is the group voice of reason? In that in that Marco Polo group? Yes. Probably and Carrie. And- yeah yeah because she's the one who has her feet planted in responsibility and we're all like let's go to toronto or let's like like she's like oh let me go check the baseball schedule and see if i'm available oh no technically i cannot do that and i'll give you this one i'll give you this one you always buy the group concert tickets so you can all sit together yes i if we went to a concert yes i would be the one who did that yes you're always right about your friends significant others I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I can check this one off. I'm always right about people's significant others, I think. Okay, I'll give you that one. I don't want that one. Um, you make them send you time and location of any first dates in case of a murder. Hey, I just said that, but that's only because that one specific friend of mine is a racy motherfucker and is into some crazy shit, and I need to have her back just in case. You know, you have a sixth sense for knowing when your friend is going to text their ex. Um, I mean, we're all married. We're all right. I know. But weirdos, so that's a tough one. Go ahead. Involved in everyone's wedding usually is the maid of honor. Oh, uh, no, no, I'm not either. No, never. In fact, no. I'm, I'm lucky if I'm invited. Um, I feel honored <laughs> to be invited um, at a restaurant. Your friends look to you to figure out how to split the bill and the tip. That's actually my job in every every situation. Usually, I'm very good at that. People just yeah. want me to do it. Yeah, the way I do that is how many of us are there. That's how much. That's how many ways we're splitting it. I mean, I'm not going to do. No, but even if we do that, the cards will all come back, and everyone will go. How much do I tip? And I'm like, it's thirty dollars. Just put it down. <laughs> I do it every time. Fair enough. You can. In have fact. It. I was with those guys in New York, the British guys. One of them was so put off and confused by the whole tipping thing. He just handed me the check and I signed them for him. And then just, like he would give the card and then he would just hand me the slip. So I would do it because he was like, I can't even think about it. I don't even know what this is. Nothing hotter than a helpless man. That's my favorite. He was definitely not helpless, but he was I found it very amusing. John, I was kidding. I was very much shit. kidding. Fuck yeah. this shit. Um, you love to play host, whipping up fancy beverages and hors d'oeuvres for everyone. The my last wife, is iffy, but you are the hostess with the most. My wife does. My wife loves that. Yeah, I you love, are the. I like entertaining. Well, we just have space, so I like entertaining like people, and he likes entertaining with the drinks and the food and the. I hate all the. What I've noticed about you, if we're coming over, if I'm coming over to your house, you're perfectly fine with us staying as long as humanly possible. And we'll even offer for everyone to just sleep there and live there a couple of days if they want. Yes, However, yeah. if you are anywhere 
what's good and kind of terrible about going out with you. It's actually wonderful. Like this past Friday night, I was very grateful because I thought if we push this too much, Scott will never leave the house again. Never leave the house again. Luckily, I was with Melissa, who's basically like, let's go get ice cream. Okay, I've been here five minutes. I have to go home now. And it was perfect. It was so perfect. But like, if I go to the market with her, I I block two hours out of my day. And she's like, I have donuts. I have to go. It's so good, but it's because I also it's, it's something I've learned to rely on, which is like if I'm out with Melissa, I don't have to worry about being out so long that someone else will be mad at me, which is what I have to worry about with pretty much everyone else. Yeah, so well, I'm actually calling this a a benefit of being your friend, even though probably others would be like Melissa hates being out. I don't mind it at all because I also hate being out. I do. I hate being I, out. I, Interesting that you don't hate being with people because you'll pretty much invite them to live at your house for the week. It's just and that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. One time I saw Melissa scowl was when I did sign up for doing the open mic night. And she looked at me. She goes, now I got to stay till the end. (laughs) Yes. I thought she was going to leave. I truly was like, are you still here? What are you doing? I couldn't leave. He didn't go yet. I couldn't leave. What are you talking about? I I did talk to Scott Friday night and I did say, look, I know you haven't been out all that much. And I, I in mentally knew as much as I always want to go home. I knew he wanted to go home more. So I, I, I can read the room. I mean, I definitely can. I could have, if we also, we also had a three-year-old with us and there's like a, there's a timer on a three-year-old. There's a timer on a, I thought he is good. A longer timer than most. Now the timer is that he's good, but there's a certain time when he's not going to be good anymore. So you don't want to break that time. Yeah, and we hit it. We, we we left around seven. That was right before meltdown hour. It was perfect. I'm glad we did a dinner early though. But anyway, um, but yeah, I just think so. This next one about um That's asking true. is anyone too cold? Do you want a blanket? That's totally Melissa, but only that at is, her house. Right. That is me. That's completely me. Always me. I, because you know what? Not only do I have a thousand blankets, I've knit half of them. So so if you would like a blanket, I could get you a matching hat and scarf too. Love it. Um, okay. Also, text me when you get home. You're that friend. Yes, absolutely. Did you make it home? You 20 minutes later. That is also you. You've done that to me. Yes, I have. Because when you get I, your hair done, how's your hair look? <laughs> single female out there in the yeah. world. Yeah, no, I mean, you just do it. You, you did it to me it. at the open mic night. You said, text me and when you, you get home. you still weren't home because you sat in that fucking parking lot for four hours. It made me crazy. Well, I couldn't drive. That, no. I know, but you should have told me. I told you you could have come over to my house for a bit. I would have driven you back. I know. All right. You keep the group pregame from running off the rails. I guess for that's before we go out. No, you don't do that. Um, do you mean like, well, New Year's Eve, we, we did pregame. Well, I, I think we sent the men with the kids, so it wasn't our issue. But as the women, as long as they could all fit in my car and I wasn't drinking, they I did not rain in their pregame. They're much more fun when they've been drinking. Drink on. Um, did you turn your straightener off? Are you that friend? Oh, did you unplug everything that shouldn't be plugged in? And uh, No, I think you can handle wiping your own ass. I think that's something that I have to assume my friends are all capable of doing. And did you turn your straightener off falls into the wiping your own ass? Yeah. Um, next one, you know exactly when to cut them off at the bar. 
I don't. It's usually way too late when I realize they've had too much to drink. And I'm always like, uh, maybe I should have cut you off at the bar. And let's just go for Let's walk. Let's walk. Everybody, let's walk to the next destination now. The oh, next one is you're highly skilled at rallying your drunk friends to go home at 2 a.m. I don't recall if this was ever you, but it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think I ever went home. I think that was- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I was the, the one to that. call the Uber because that's me. I'm always the one to call the Uber. I think we could walk everywhere we went, and sometimes, you know, we just didn't. What about if we were like in Texas? Would you be the one to get the Uber? Yes. I'm always the one to get the Uber. Yeah, I would be. Or you're the designated driver, aka the rule you were born to play. That is also me. That is Oddly. also me. Yeah. Um, Are my you? Ish- I am. Yeah, I don't really I am drink. Too. I don't, I don't really either. Drink, so it's that disgusting. doesn't. Unless I'm home and, you know. Wait, not true. Unless I'm about to do Kion, in which case, let him down the hatch. It has to happen. Hello? Yeah, I guess that's nerves, though. You're trying to take the edge off of something. John did that, too. Just take the edge off so you don't, you know. Take it off. your pants. I rounded it. No more poo-poo haiku. Oh, I I did write a haiku for my poo-poo, by the way. Oh, really? I'd like to hear that. Would you? Yes. But your yours were all funny and wonderful, but they did not follow the rules of haiku. You have to realize it's 575. Five. So if I'm going to do haiku, I'm not going to be dicky about it. I'm going to get it right. Do you, five, realize, seven, five. you realize that the only reason it, the haiku is in there is because it rhymes with poo. Poo, haiku. Not that it well, has to you be wrote haiku. A, you wrote a poem about it. It's actually poo it. poem, but that's not as rhymey and cute. It, it's just your... It, see, the real premise of this was your last pants shitting or close call in three short phrases or short seconds sentences because it could be much funnier if i did not make it haiku right but I, made I just made real. poo haiku because the two ro- words rhyme yeah yeah but go ahead well then then it's pardon my pun but then it's shitty having a poo <laughs> haiku. i did meds meds on empty tum burning churning from inside yeah. Speeding home in time. Yep. But I mean. Oh, good one. I had I had other like just in, like I wanted to put just in time, like because really it was just in time. Like, but I couldn't because I needed one more syllable. And that's not what haiku is. I do appreciate good haiku, though. I usually I used to get mad. I keep good haiku. Dude. I'm actually better at limericks. Yeah, because you like the rhymey rhymes. I, I do. I'm good yeah. at it. Um, okay, next question on the mom list. You put a trash can next to everyone's bed. Well, if there's vomit happening, if you don't feel well, if you don't. So, the yes. I've never done that with anyone, by the way. Oh, really? Never? Yeah. No. I've hold- And the next one You're is you held all your friends. No, I'm usually the one vomiting. And you've held all your friends' hair back at one point yes. or another. I've not. I've only done it one time. Yes, a thousand Maybe. times, yes. Okay. Yes. You've also offered your literal literal shoulder to cry on more times than you can count. Yes. Yeah. See, I'm not that friend either. I mean, I would, but I'm just go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Is that your no? Theory? I just I would, but I'm just never there. You know oh, me. Bro- I'm just. Oh, he broke up with you. Go fuck yourself. Let's go eat. Want pizza? No. I mean, if someone broke up, I would go and make them feel better. But I mean, crying doesn't usually happen around me. I don't know why. Um, when you're not out with them, you text, be safe tonight. Call if you need a ride. That's no. you. No. What? No. No. Okay. No. I don't even know what my friends are doing if they're not out with me. All right. So we're a little old for this test. But like, imagine you're for some of them. Imagine you're 20. 
Well, you didn't have a car in college, did you? I did. Yeah, I did. You never forget when they're interviewing for a job or giving an important prezi. That is you. And you're right. there with immediate follow-up text. How did it go? That was you. You brag about your friend's achievements like a proud mom. That is you. Yeah. Your pep talks are practically famous. Definitely. You've heard the words, I don't know what I'd do without you. I was listening. The Sirius Satellite now has a Beach Boys channel. It's probably temporary because it's on it's on like channel four, which is always the Billy Joel channel or the whatever flighty, whatever it is of the month. And right now it's the Beach Boys and they just played God Only Knows. And every time I hear that song, I just cry. I just love I don't I'm such a puss. God damn God, it. My are. Old age? What's doing so it? Wait, you've heard it or not? Um what? Yes, God only knows. But what would I do without you? I've heard that if, uh, more so when You're I was younger. You're seventy four percent mom friend. That's better than me. Um, that was more. Most of those are more so when I was younger. Because now you said it. I want to go home. Right I'll now, I'll text not you. Find out how your interview was. I'll still. I'll still. As long as I could do it with my thumbs, I'm in. But if if it's if you need a meal, if you need me to show up for you, I can do that too. If there's a time where you need, but it's only like five friends that I'll show up for at this point anymore yeah and i've said to annie don't have things that i need to show up for because it's a 12-hour drive all the way up to maine so make it something in the like tri-state area and i will be there yeah melissa is the kind of person that will show up and actually rally other people to go to a funeral for someone they've never met just so (laughs) the one friend who's grieving does not have to do it alone tri-state area that makes you a pretty good friend you are a good friend i am here for you you are a good friend. It's true. I'm learning lots about I thought I knew how to be a good friend, but I'm learning a lot about it from you, I have to say. Oh, by the way, Jessica, <laughs> it, seems, <laughs> it seems we've received a couple of tweets. <laughs> what? Do I know. Tell. I know. It's shocking that a good friend like you and a good friend like me would receive tweets um, on. What is this? Oh, it was to listen. Brilliant. It's from the Eggman. And it says, oh, from last our last podcast, we talked about Katy Perry being a complete crackhead um, that we love, by the way. We love the fact that she could be hot and cr- batshit crazy all at the same time and desperately narcissistic, needing constant, constant attention. And the tweet says, leave Katy Perry alone. You know she's JonBenet Ramsey all grown up. Google that shit. It's real. Which I thought was hilarious. And the other one... Ah, John wants me to read this, and I don't know why. The other one says, please forward this to John. Your assessment of Sirius and Stern was 100% correct, and I guarantee you ate 100% of that cheesecake, (laughs) which is uh, not true. Tell us about the cheesecake, John. Well, Eggman, I did not eat 100% of the cheesecake, although I did eat 25% of the cheesecake. Attaboy. (laughs) Okay. No, Uh, he said it came... How long did it take? It came frozen. It was like, yeah, it came frozen. So it, okay, so if I can go back, it, let's see, Wednesday, Jessica came here to the studios because she buttered her her, uh, laptop and she didn't have one. So we had to record the She podcast. So she came here and then she left and it was like 15 minutes later, I was in the house and there was a knock at the back door and I thought it was Jessica. I thought maybe she forgot something. I opened up the door and it was the guy with the cheesecake and this thing came in a styrofoam cooler. And it was huge. So I was like, oh, I got to see this. So I cut it open and all. And I, it was like a rock. Now, that was Wednesday. I couldn't cut into it until Friday. Like I had Damn. it in the refrigerator. It was solid like a rock. So I cut it into it. 
I cut into it on Friday, and uh, it was amazing. Oh, wow. Okay. And then uh, the kids were over here on Saturday, and they tore into it. And then, who else was over here? And then, oh, and then they came back on Sunday, and the next thing I know, I went in the refrigerator, it was gone. I was like, what happened to the cheesecake? And they said, we took it home. Oh my god. All right. Two things oh on that. Oh my god. What? Number, Did you number one. lose your shit? Yes. Number one, that's the rudest shit I've ever heard. And number two, thank you, because I would have eaten it. Like I don't know which way to go. I don't you know. Which eaten I was gonna eat it well, to, on uh, Wednesday. Hang on a sec. Everybody Those calm down. Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> go go get him, Jess. Go get him. There oh, was me. Well they they were here with uh <laughs> like they were all here and they ate they ate a good there wasn't much left. Like I said, I said, I'm going to have to buy another one and send this. I'm going to have to send one to Melissa and one to Jessica because. Don't do that. Don't well, do that. That so, shit's expensive. Oh, wait a minute. Just so you know, I it was by the time it was shipped here and all, it was like a $70 cheesecake. It was worth every dollar. It was oh my that God. good. That's and amazing. what I did was I cut a small slice because remember, I'm on a diet. I'm not supposed to be eating sugar. So I cut a small slice. And then I had it, and I was like, wow, that was really good. And then later on, it was in the refrigerator going, hey, John, you know, I'm still in here. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I had a little bit more. So then by the time I got to a quarter of it, I was like, that's it. I'm not. I refuse to come in here anymore. And then the kids came over, and they took. So it wasn't, like I said, it was good. But, I mean, wow. they. I mean, they really enjoyed it. And it was an amazing piece of cheesecake. I mean. Can I ask you, did mm -hmm. you drag your spoon across the back to get all of the chips those little tiny chocolate chips, and then put that in your mouth and feel them all burst of chocolate flavor. Please say yes. I licked the plate. Okay, I I picked the plate up and it was like Ugh. like crumb remnants and little cheesy cake remnants and all. I licked the, it was that that good. But here's the funny Enjoy. thing, I I had to eat it in two parts. There was the chocolate mouse, the chocolate mousse part, and then <laughs> there was the cheesecake part. I did not like them together. Like for some oh. reason they didn't blend together. But the chocolate mouse chocolate mouse the chocolate mousse part was really good and then the cheesecake was really good so it was, uh, it was amazing and the dark chocolate was amazing too so. tell me more about it <laughs> oh my god but here's the other wow. thing here's the other thing it was so good was i was it worth the money and, tr and effort he it was, said it was yeah worth it was absolutely it. worth every it was incredible it. but it's here's incredible here's the thing that since i've been on this diet and i've been off sugar and everything i really paid for that because i felt horrible for like two days after eating that cheesecake. That's good, isn't it? It was horrible. Yeah, but, what I, you, but what do you mean you felt horrible? In what way? Like you were sick? Yeah, or I was. You, yeah, I just. Joints ached? Yeah, or like, all that. What? Yeah, I felt like nauseous. I felt my joints were aching. I, I felt tired. I didn't like the feeling at all. Since I've taken sugar and everything out of my diet and, you know, bread and everything, I feel a ton better. And it's amazing. I, you don't I even I know it. I get that feeling. I wish I could feel that way and consciously and say, look, I know I want to bathe in that cheesecake, but at least I feel good. I'm still tired. I'm a freaking raging lunatic with John's describing that to me. And I literally watch. I have saliva pouring out of the side of my Ew, mouth. I'm drooling over, over how I would deconstruct that cheesecake. I would start at the back and I would peel off and I would put it on the side because I know that I save the best for last, which by the way, I learned as a child you should never do because I have two older brothers who are assholes. And if you save the best for last and your brother walks by and eats what you've been saving for the entire – like, for example, the Hungry Man Dinners. Do you remember those? Oh, those yeah. Micro right. Love so them. One, they steal the brownie? The, 
oh, they stole the fucking brownie. It uh, had see? the chicken, the chicken, the corn, and the brownie. It's right now. I'm drooling again. I hate talking about food. So I ate, I suffered through the chicken, which was fine. I ate the corn, which is sweet and probably full of sugar. And I edged around the brownie and I got up to get a little thing of milk and I came back, no brownie. I'm like, which one of you fuckers raped me? Like, I was so upset. I would have stabbed one yeah, of them. Yeah, that would piss me off. It was the worst. So I, in my head, I'm, I'm deconstructing that cheesecake and I hear John, I would eat the mousse at one point. I would eat the cheesecake at another. I would get that crust and then... Finally, all of those chips that were on the back yep. of that cheesecake, I would bathe in those at the very end and just like lay back as they crunch in my I used to save the corn for last, even after the brownie. Is that weird? Yeah, no, it is weird. No, because it's corn. It's delicious. Like that was, how do I find that corn now? <clears throat> I don't know. It was delicious. Buttery frozen corn. In the kids' Holy defense, God. they didn't know about the, you know, that I was saving it for somebody and they didn't want me to eat it. So that's why they took it. They said, We're, yeah, you're not eating it I told you anymore. I'd be torn. They did you a huge what? favor on one side. Yeah, they like, said, you're an adult. You can't, you can't mm-hmm. handle it. No, no, I can't. <laughs> no, he paid seventy. I paid seventy dollars for a piece of cheesecake because you guys were talking about it, and I'm, I'm not even allowed to eat it. I, my uh, credit card came out of my wallet the last time we recorded a week ago when we were recording this show. My credit card. I'm like, why is why is my credit card out of my wallet? Why am I putting my information in this website? Why did I just press buy? We're not you know? very good for your finances. What was the last thing that cooker that um. Oh, that's fantastic. I use that okay. all the time. That's but every the, time we're on here, you're buying something that we're talking about. I'm very easily, <laughs> listen, I'm very easily swayed. But the, the Instapot <laughs> is amazing. I cook uh, all my uh, hard-boiled eggs. It does an amazing job with hard-boiled eggs. You know, I steam vegetables with it. I make chicken with it. It's amazing. I mean, for a single mm. guy that doesn't know how to cook, that thing really does keep me fed, to be quite honest with you. So let me tell you, this summer... I am going to try to learn how to cook five meals, be it in, in a – so that when the kids come home, I'm going to try to perfect five meals, five – whether they're crock potty or whatever it is. I'm like, like I make a really good brisket, but I have to do it again. I haven't done it in years, so I'm going to get better so that when fall comes and everybody gets involved in their shit again, the worst question in our house is, what's for dinner? What's for dinner? Well, what do you want? Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And it's everybody says, I don't care until you pick a place and then everybody cares. I don't want to go there. And I'm, t- I'm tired of asking opinions. I'm, I'm going to tell you what's for dinner. You're going to come down to the kitchen. You will eat it and then you will – I don't care what the fuck you do after that, but you will not whine about it. So I'm going to try to perfect a few meals, which summertime is when we never cook, where I usually just have cereal for dinner and – that's it. I, there are no cereals I could eat now because every cereal time, has sugar. Though. It's the best time yeah. to cook because all the vegetables are fresh. And, you know, out in your area, they have farmer's markets and stuff like that. I mean, right now, yeah. the tomatoes are coming in and the eggplant, the peppers and all that. It's all fresh right from the... Oh my God. When did you become Farmer John all of a sudden? I love Who are it. you? Well, for me, I love to grill. So, you know, I love grilled eggplant. I love, you know, grilled vegetables and stuff like that. I'm a big guy for chicken on the grill and all that. So... Yeah, I don't Is your really grill on cook. the deck in the backyard? It's falling off the deck in the backyard, yes. Is that where, near your deck toilet? The deck toilet is gone. How did you know about the deck toilet? Oh, okay. Now you're oh, volunteering oh. too much. I no, just meant from to- your poo haiku. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Now, uh, well, I had I had a toilet replaced one time, and the, the, the old toilet was out behind the deck. I had to get it out of here, so it, took, it was there for a while, and everybody's like, 
what's going on with that toilet? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Well, and so, don't shit in it either. I mean, right. you can't no, leave a toilet just anywhere. People will use it. I turn it over on its side so nobody would use it. Better. Okay. Good idea. Right. So, yes. But, uh, yeah, I haven't grilled here. I have an electric grill. That's what I use here. It's not the same, but Perfect. it still works. I bought Stuart. I bought Stuart one of those George Foreman grills, mm. and I never gave it to him. So, <laughs> but why? Because he found it on his own, and he's like, "Oh, is this for me?" I'm like, "Not anymore, asshat." Like, if you found a gift someone got you, would you keep it quiet, or would you say, "Oh, look what I got," and pull it out and be a dick about it? So I never gave it to him. And then we moved. So now we're in another house where it's still in a box in the basement. And I have a George Foreman grill downstairs that we've never used. I must have had it for eight years now. It makes no sense. I know. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to bring it up and take it out because I've already got his birthday slash Father's Day presents um, picked out. Oh, what is it? Does he listen? He, I guess we can't he, talk about it. He does listen, which so, yeah, is sweet and nice. But... So annoying, Stuart. <laughs> when, when we wrap it up, slip it, rub it down, I, oh, will, no! uh, <laughs> I will tell you what, what he both asked for and is receiving. for fa- Father's Day and his birthday are usually either the same day or two days <gasps> apart. So... That's my problem. I have the same problem. It's brutal. So his birthday's the seventh. Father's Day is always like the tenth, eleventh, twelfth, fourteenth. It makes me want to kill myself. I have to buy all the gifts at one time. Right. So for it you, sucks. the month of Scott for you, yeah. So it I have is the- Scott. Well, and then Nate comes in, tails in at the end. But yes, it's the month of Scott. I have, the and month it's hard of- because I don't know how much to buy for each thing. Like, what would I normally get him for his birthday? Like, two or three things. What would I normally get him for Father's Day? Probably one thing from me, one thing from the kids. So it's like six gifts all in like a week. When I was teaching, there was a teacher who taught me when you greet your kids, you you greet them when they come in in the morning with a handshake, a hug, or a high five. The alliteration was – it was beautiful. She was really close with all those kids. Handshake, hug, or high five. So I told Stuart for Father's Day, you can have a hand job, a hug, or a high five. (laughs) What would it be? (laughs) Wow. Just kidding. I got him plenty of stuff I'll tell you about off air. So Mallory went to a friend's house and ate meatloaf there. And our friends, she went to their house. They were working on a project. They made her dinner. I said, she goes, they had this thing called meatloaf. This thing called meatloaf? Are you fucking kidding me? She said, it was good. And I said, I've made you meatloaf maybe in your lifetime 30 times. And you've been, I'm not eating this or... one more bite. How many more bites, mommy? How many more bites? I'm like, yo, you're not three. I'm not playing that game. You don't want to eat? Go to bed. I think meatloaf is a good one to start. Okay. I know how to do that. Um, um, spaghetti with meat sauce. I do that very well. That's, okay. that's my wheelhouse. Right Hold there. on. Uh, how about um, tuna casserole? Ugh. Warm tuna. That's not going to go over well in my house. No. That's going to make people vomit. Fucking tuna casserole is delicious, but whatever doesn't matter if it's warm it's also from a can like tuna fish so it's not ahi tuna casserole it's tuna casserole from a can hot tuna does not go well oh my god i had a tuna melt i had an amazing tuna melt and my kids were like that's fucking disgusting so there's all right skip what's next um cornflake chicken they will love this yeah that's really really good okay can i do okay good i'll teach you um let me think uh, what else do I make? Dear listener, if there's a 
somewhat simple recipe you would like to submit, um, we would, I would really appreciate it. Give me a quick, fun, mm-hmm. easy menu item for your families. You know, chili is, if you can master chili, oh, chili is yeah. really good. I love a good bowl of chili. I do too. With chili or coffee. like pasta or like pasta fajol is easy. Or like just a regular vegetable soup, like a Marty beef stew, maybe. Do they eat that? My sister in law made the most amazing minestrone. Minestrone. Yeah, that's she, easy to make. Because she took, instead of, ha- I don't love the texture of beans that much. I just don't. Bean textures could go very wrong or be fine. But she took a hand mixer and she mixed up all of the beans. So she chopped them up and they were in the broth. And that way, the only real texture she put in there was like those little tiny pasta circles and maybe an occasional vegetable. It was so good that my kids lapped it up and they don't really have soup Mm. for dinner. How are they with cold tuna? They're fine with cold tuna. So then what I love, especially in the summertime with the tomatoes, when they're, when they're ripe is you take a quarter of tomato, you put the tuna fish on top. Oh my God. That's just fantastic. That's delicious. Do you do, um, Linguini shrimp butter scampi. I made a shrimp fra diavolo back in my day when I That's was spicy, hosting though. something. Yeah, I'm well, talking about lemon butter garlic shrimp pasta. Will they eat, eat that? Yeah, I think they would, but I super easy because Wegmans pasta as a shortcut. Ooh. All right, then eat it over salad. You know, there's a there's, good shortcut for this one. One thing, if you go to um, YouTube and they have these things, they're like. Uh, where you tasty make, and yummy. You make a bag of stuff, and then you take the bag and you put it in the crock pot, and you, so you get it all set up, and you have like five of them or ten of them. Oh. You stack them in the freezer. I forget what they what they call that. I had looked them up before, and they looked fantastic. My problem was I didn't realize that you know you had to let them thaw out, and then before uh, when they were, putting them in, right? So they're frozen, <laughs> and they're like that, like they're like a soup. They look like a laptop, you know. So then I'm trying to get them in the crack pot, and I didn't realize I was frozen. I'm, like, breaking them apart with a chicken hammer. <laughs> and then I just, you know, like I said, this is ridiculous. And then I saw that, oh, wait a minute, you have to let them thaw. So Defrost. First, number one, defrost. Yes. Number two, Unless not, chicken you know, hammer. Hit them with a chicken hammer. What about chicken stir fry? Very easy. Yeah, I can stir fry. Okay. What about... Um, uh oh! I just remembered it, and then I just forgot. Or like Asian chicken salad, I, that's easy to teach you. Right, and then there's always breakfast for dinner, which is one night a week. You know, one night a breakfast week. Breakfast for dinner, yep. Which is pancakes, eggs, bacon. Hold okay, on, there was something else I had. Wait, there was something me. more I had though. It was an Asian something. I put my brisket on there too. Oh, brisket! Yeah, do you know how to make a brisket? I do. What about apricot chicken? Oh, that's what you made for the holidays last year, right? Yeah, it's really easy. That's the one where she stole my bones. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a crime. That's a total victim crime. Yep, it is. But, I mean, you could also do turkey breast, which is easy, because they have, like, a brined one. You just shove it in the oven. All right. All right. This is plenty for me all to right, go on All right. This is good. Now. All right. Yeah. These plenty. are all easy things. Meatloaf, I'll have to teach you. It's a special recipe. I would love that special recipe because I've been making meatloaf for years and years. And for your kids Girl, to go to someone correctly. else's house and say, they made this thing called meatloaf. I'm like, oh, I'm going to punch you square in that cute little face of yours. Yeah, that seems wrong. Wrong. <laughs> in a thousand ways. That seems wrong. You're right. That seems wrong. Um, well, so what are, what, um, what's going on with selling your house? Are you selling your house? 
I am not, but I had, no, I'm not going anywhere. How could I invite everybody to come and stay if I was selling true. my house? Um, so I, true. When we tried, did I tell you the story of when we tried to sell our last house and what happened? We were yeah. at visiting day at camp. This, the peop, these are the people who bought our home, okay? These people that are coming to see the house. It's visiting day at camp. We asked a neighbor to come and let our dogs out because we leave early in the morning. We drive up there. We put out our spread and they have that, what, running of the gym. Wait, this is your old house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So they have all the kids in their bunks and they won't let them out until 10 o'clock and everybody is like, all the parents are behind these streamers that you see at used car lots with the flags that hang down. So we're all standing behind there. We're seeing our kids in the distance. We're trying to smile and wave and we're standing out in the boiling sun. We're there mm -hmm. for hours and hours. So I had a neighbor come, let my dogs out. And then at the end of the day, we left a little early because I believe it was Ethan who said, you can go now. And I thought, <laughs> oh my God, fuck you. Yeah. Like, you know That's fine. Cause we're showing our house in an hour and it takes us an hour to get home. So we better boogie hugs, kisses, see a kid, see you in another three and a half weeks three weeks. So we went home and when we, I walked in the door, all I was going to do is like open all the blinds, you know, when you're showing your home, open all the blinds, <gasps> uh, maybe open a window and light, maybe a candle that smells like fresh baked cookies or flowers or something delightful. And I walked in the door and I got hit in the face with the smell of shit everywhere and not shit, but diarrhea blowout all over white carpets everywhere. And I just started to cry. <laughs> I just started to cry. And I said, Stuart. I was emotional and overheated from an entire afternoon of spending time with my kids who I hadn't seen in three and a half weeks to walk in. To, and I want to sell this fucking house because I think we had already found and purchased the house I'm living in now. And I said, that's it. I threw the dogs outside. I don't know who did it. We took out the little hand on the carpet. Stuart did the best he could. I'm still opening the windows, opening the doors. And my job when showing the house was to put all three dogs in my car, in my truck, and drive it to the cul-de-sac and sit there. So I start spraying with spot shot. We're using the, we're elbow deep in doggy diarrhea everywhere. The whole house reeks. I've lit every candle, so I don't know what it's going to oh smell like God. now. But like the floral candles, the candles that smell like vanilla, the candles that smell like other foods, like it's just a the worst. Dogs are now packed into my car and it's I don't know worse. which one of them did it. You know, I don't know which one of them is the culprit, but out in the backyard, do whatever's left, get in the truck. I go, I sit in the cul-de-sac and they are 10 minutes late because Stuart is still wet vacuuming all of the carpets that are destroyed and moving furniture on top of areas that we could cover any way he could. And I'm sitting in the cul-de-sac that family pulls up. They start walking in the house and we act as our own realtor at the time. And we said, look, I know you want to, I've bought a house. I know you want to walk around by yourself and have nothing to do with us. If you have any questions, I'm here for you. If you don't, um, let me get out of your way. So he walks into the front lawn and he's standing there, sees me in the cul-de-sac with the three dogs panting out the window. I'm still crying. And he calls me five minutes, go by 10 minutes, go by 15 minutes, go by 23 minutes later. Oh my God. One of them peeks their head out the door to ask him a question. But in the meantime, I said, what is taking them so long 
inside that house that smells like a porta potty right now. What, what could they possibly be doing? Stuart asked me. And I said, yeah, they're playing a game called find the poo. I smell it. It's here somewhere. I bet you everybody, whoever finds the poo first, and they made a huge game of it, who could go out and find the poo. And uh, those are the people who bought our house. Holy crap. <laughs> exactly. That's amazing. I just, I was crying. I'm like, there's no way we're ever going to sell this house. We're going to have two mortgages for the rest of our lives. These dogs hate oh. us. And I told you before, the one of them brought back half a rabbit the last time and got blood all over. It was, they did not want us to sell this house. And I hope they're not listeners because they are local. Um, but our Me dogs too. shit all over your house, man. And move the furniture. That is where it is. <laughs> you can find it easily. Lift it's that terrible. ottoman. Yeah. And you was, can't believe you still have dogs. That's what's amazing. I almost got another one. I saw You're a woman with the, I am an idiot. <laughs> I saw a woman with the cutest puppy I'd ever seen. She said, the breeder has one more, just one more. And they're trying to get rid of her. They cut the price on her. And I said, you used one word in there that I can't. You just said breeder. Like, I can't do that. I, mm -hmm. I work at the, I volunteer at the SPCA weekly. How could I possibly knowing those amazing dogs that Mallory and yeah. I are teaching weekly to sit? And, nope. and down, there's no way I could do it. Let's wrap it up, slip it, rub it down before I punch you in the face. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Brilliant Observations. I'm sorry we have to cut this short because Jessica may be having a technical difficulty. Please find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Listen Brilliant. If you have a recipe that you would like Melissa to try, please tell her we are the worst cooks. Brilliantobservation at gmail.com. I would be happy to take your advice also. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. That was a very charming story, Melissa, and I'm sorry to cut it. No, we ended show. with another shit story. It's great. That's all I talk about all day long is just shit. Pretty much. This all is why time. you need to get out of the house more. All right. Guys, Thanks, thank guys. you so much. That is the nutshell podcast. The nut pod shell and a nutcast. Damn it. I cannot <laughs> get that right. Fuck. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>